Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hello, Jenna. Beth. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Praise the Lord. I'm feeling very high on my stool today. You're sitting. Someone stole our chair. You're sitting very high. I offered to sit there because I'm shorter. It's helping my posture, I think, or I'm leaning over a lot. Get out of here with how your mic is positioned. (laughs) No, do not sit like that. Take a picture for the show notes. (laughs) Show the people what I look like. This is not real. (laughs) Go to the website, guys, to see the pic. Anywho, (laughs) Jenna, how are you feeling? I'm feeling very grateful. I had a really amazing weekend, and I'm feeling just so excited about what's to come. What did you do this weekend? I went to um, the Phoenix Restore Retreat. Mm. It was the best. You guys know I've just been dying for this retreat. So excited about it. Phoenix is my fave. Mm -hmm. It did not disappoint. Oh, praise the Lord. You still have a job, Beth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) When we were at that volunteer dinner and we were going around the table asking, what's your hope for the retreat? (laughs) Jenna said, I hope it's a banger. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the best of the best. Right. That's our lingo for like a Holy Spirit, knock your socks off. Indescribable. Please do not sing Chris Tomlin. I, I can't understand your obsession with Chris Tomlin. I love Chris it's Tomlin. It's so weird. Uncontainable. You okay, I revoke that you have a job still. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of retreat you were hoping for? Yep. And you got it? I did. What? Can you tell me your favorite thing? <gasps> oh my goodness. I think I like to talk the best. Are you just saying that because I'm right here? No. No. I also really liked during mass when an iPad said, I didn't understand. Could you repeat that? (laughs) In like the dead silence. (laughs) Just after Father Parks gave a beautiful homily in the silence, Siri started talking. Good times. I just love all those like little moments. Totally. Me too. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Anyway, did you have a good weekend, Beth? I had a great weekend. It was your only retreat with me. Did you soak up as many minutes as you could? No, I've already cried about it this week that you're not going to be at any others this year. Yeah. I'm like praying, Lord, what am I going to do? You know, because you're just my person, the person that I trust, the person that I check in with, the person that I stay up too late on traveling retreats in the hotel debriefing the retreat with. Right. So anyway, just praying into that. <laughs> but I did very much enjoy doing this retreat with you and with Nell and with yeah. Father Parks. So that was so special to have like our people here. I would agree that it's the little moments that make it like so special to me too. Like praying with you and Nell on Friday morning when I was kind of losing it. That was beautiful. Thank God for... Nell reminding me who I really am and what I'm really about. She saw stress, Beth, and she saw through it, and she got into Jesus, Beth. That was a good reminder for me. Just little texts from friends who are praying and like have a word to just feel so connected to people like all over the world who want to be there or are looking forward to one in their city. 
or watching on the live stream was so cool. Yeah, I'll have to say, now that you're making me think of it more, thank you. (laughs) I loved our team prayer at the beginning of the retreat on Friday night. Yes. That was beautiful. Father Parks just led us in prayer and opened it up to the Holy Spirit as like the speaking team and the worship team all prayed together. And it was just so beautiful. Again, those are like my favorite moments that it's not just, all right, we're gearing up. Here's the event. Like, let's go put on a show. Right. We're actually praying and doing this with each other. And we love each other. And we want the Holy Spirit to come alive in each other. And that's all the most special parts. Because I think that's what the Lord did, too. Mm. It wasn't like a big event. All right, guys, I got my Beatitudes speech today. (laughs) I was immediately thinking of the Beatitudes (laughs) as well. (laughs) Totally. He's just doing it with his people. Yeah, he didn't prepare any catering. No. He didn't. (laughs) He didn't know that stressed Beth life. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, I love about the retreat, too, this like cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So, of course, we've been praying with the theme and the content. I've been praying with the speakers. We've been praying together over the content and just listening to the Lord. And it feels like the clearest, most anointed message that we've ever had. And it comes up for me in lots of ways, in different areas, in multiple conversations, in other ministries even. I'm seeing these like similar streams of God wanting to restore that God is doing something new in 2020. So that's like a really beautiful confirmation. So even with all of that prayer on the front end, all of that discernment and docility on the front end, then to come in and to have space during the weekend to kind of see what the Lord wants to do in the moment, because we really can't anticipate everything. He knows who's going to be there. And I would love to know more things in advance, Lord. But the time that we got together on Friday night was really specifically to pray into that like time of adoration on Friday to just say, Lord, you know who's here. What do they need to hear? How can we really draw them deeper into your heart and into your presence? How do we pastor that time now being here on the premises with the women just outside this room and being open to doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, this content is definitely my favorite of all of them. It was just so clear. There was like a central space for all of us to come back to post-retreat, like woven through the content. So we have like an anchor, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. We had an anchoring chapter to continue to come back to and allow the Lord to really work with our own things that He's restoring in our lives. Yeah. You had a really beautiful moment when we were like praying with the women and just listening to the Lord, asking God what he wanted to restore. Would you be willing to talk about that? Yeah. So we're just praying and I just got this really beautiful, really like I couldn't get it out of my head image. Well, it actually started. It was so weird. It was a memory from a show that I used to watch that I no longer watch. Yeah. Which is strange to me. I don't understand. It's funny that you say that because the word that I had to pray, what I interceded for, for those women in the room, it was a song lyric that I just caught myself like hearing. And I was like, that's so random. Why am I thinking about that verse? Yeah. But then I just was like, oh, because that's what you want to restore. Got it, got it, got it. It's so crazy to me that he uses these 
He uses random, everything. He random pulls up things. everything in our memory, everything in our imagination. If we like give him permission, he'll use anything he can to get our attention. So I don't think that's weird at all. Yeah. So it's a show about women's prison. And <laughs> just outside the prison walls was a lake, which was really significant in their lives to signify like a lake of freedom. Mm. They thought if I could just make it to the lake, it'll be freedom. So they all run out like behind these fences and they just jump into the lake. I don't know. I was reminded of it for some reason and thought about all of us in that room, 380 of us just running into our lake. I felt from the Lord that it was a really big pool of love. Like it was just his love. It was like a tangible, real expression of love that we could like feel on our bodies. And so we were all just like running in freedom to this pool of love. So we just jump in and really that everything that's dead inside, everything that we're holding on to that we need to let go of to experience true freedom would be drowned and we would come up a new creation. Mm. Like we would come up restored through his love. Mm -hmm. I loved it because we were like, as a speaking team, kind of praying over the room and and praying for the women, asking like, Lord, what do you want to restore? And I think I had asked you, do you want to be up there? I want you to be like up there praying. You were like, no, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) And then you come tearing through the room with this beautiful image. It was such a gift, you know, like so vivid and so obviously from the Holy Spirit. And when you said... He wants to restore our joy. Like I could feel that in my bones. That was so true. It was so right. Yeah, it was definitely a beautiful moment with the Holy Spirit for me. I've not ever really felt like this is something I need to share, but I did with this. Like I was like, people need to hear this. These women need to hear this. Whatever it is that you're still holding on to, let go of it. Surrender it to him. He's right in front of you and he wants to take it from you and he wants to pour joy into you. I just feel very strongly about it. I love how surprising it was because I think when you have this conversation about what needs to be restored in our lives, it can feel very heavy. It's like easy to go to all the things that are broken or wrong or shameful. Yeah. I think the temptation with the content is to make it all very heavy, but the Lord wants to restore good things too that we've lost. Yeah. Not just restore broken things back to use or health or right order. He wants to restore hope. Yes. He wants to restore joy. He wants to restore freedom. Those are good things. We want that. Totally. Yeah. So I know you really love to have these tender moments with the Lord at retreats too. He seems to love it. He loves it. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get to have any of that? Just time with him and some good prayer? You know, I spent most of the retreat chewing on something he had said to me in prayer the night before the retreat. So I mentioned we host this volunteer dinner and pray with the volunteers and we want to love on them and thank them. But we also do a holy half hour and... Again, you and I have been talking about and praying into this theme, reading these scriptures for months, you know, shaping the content, writing my own talk. So when I went into that holy half, I even just sort of, I don't like offhandedly prayed like, 
Lord, what do you want to restore for me? And immediately he said, your heart. And I was like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) And I knew he was talking about like past relationships. And I was kind of like, it's not like I've been dating. Like that stuff is kind of old. I've been in counseling. I don't have a bunch of repressed heartache or, you know, brokenness about relationships. Like all of this is in the light, Lord. I've talked to you about this. So then I was trying to like make it about other (laughs) heartbreaking situations in my life. Oh, surely it's about this or that. But no, it was like very clearly about relationships, like my, my past experiences with men. It's not like I've had a lot of serious relationships or, or boyfriends. I haven't had any. I've, I've mostly had like these kind of pseudo relationships where I end up being led on or kind of taken advantage of, or I get my hopes up and I think, or maybe I'm scared. Anyway, just all kinds of weird circumstances that kind of look like a relationship, but aren't really. So I'm always hesitant to like claim that as heartbreak. Yeah. So anyway, I said to the Lord, what's wrong with my heart? <laughs> And he said, it's broken. And I was real resistant to that. But I, again, I knew there was just clarity there. So I spent the weekend kind of praying with those things and even like being frustrated with that word. But at the same time, like keeping before me that if the Lord brought it up, he is ready to restore. And I even had Mm. to like take my own advice you know, of looking back at my own story to say like healing has been happening incrementally, even if I'm waiting for that complete restoration or that final total healing. So I think, I think I'm in a really privileged place to be able to go on seven retreats this year. Lucky duck. I also was like, Lord, I was just on an eight day with you. What? We didn't even talk about this stuff, you know? Where was my broken heart then? (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, I just went thinking we were in a good spot. And then for the Lord to like shine a light on this, I was like, okay. Mm. Thank you, Lord, that we now have seven retreats on a full year for you to do this. Because it's obviously now in your heart and in this time to restore my heart. I love that. It's crazy to me how the Lord surprises us. Oh, I haven't thought about that in forever. Or I've been working on that forever. Yeah, totally. Thought we had gotten somewhere. Totally. And not that you haven't. Right. You know? Right. He just always is going deeper. You know, when I would pray, when I was trying to write the content, I kept asking the Lord, what do you want to restore? And every time without fail, he would say everything. Mm. And I was like, okay, That's just not very helpful as I'm trying to write three keynote talks. Totally. Like, can you break that down into like three main areas Mm -hmm. that you want to restore? Could you fill out my outline for me? But he didn't. He just kept saying everything. And even after one retreat, I realized how true that is, Mm -hmm. that you can enter this retreat with your, you know, 20 years into your conversion, doing the deal, faithful Catholic, and the Lord will say, you know, there's this thing that you don't even know it's affecting you, but I want to heal that. I want to restore that. Or you could come in having no exposure to this like whole thing. <laughs> You're like it, just exploring it. You got invited by a friend and to come in and hear like God actually wants to restore your life. Yeah. He wants to restore everything about it. There's a point of entry in this theme for every single person that will come. Totally. Yeah. 
I thought that was beautiful. We have a couple of mutual friends that I talked to after who said, you know, I didn't necessarily come in with the one thing on my heart. Like it wasn't like I just got over a heartbreak or yeah. anything like that. But the Lord, again, he's just doing deep work if we allow him into it. Well, that's the thing. It's not even up to us. I don't think I'm going to be privy to how the Lord is going to restore my heart. I mean, I think it's a real privilege that he even told me that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to involve me. Sister Tracy said something that I've been kind of thinking on, that when a surgeon is at work, he puts the patient to sleep. Yeah. So the Lord is able to do things without our knowledge, but never without our cooperation. I had that sense, especially on Friday night, you know, when my mind is so full of logistics and I'm thinking about who's in the room and I'm thinking about my talk. I'm also trying to be present to the Lord. And at one point I just sort of asked him, like, is there something you want to talk about? (laughs) Like, I'm here for you. I just understood that the Lord didn't need me to do anything. It was one of those moments that like just being in his presence he was doing something, and I didn't even necessarily need to know what it was. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Just takes the pressure off too, you know? Yeah, like, what is it, God? Well, yeah, and I have like a real worker mentality about prayer. Like, okay, I will dig into that, Lord. Show me my broken heart, and I'll go after it. And he's like, I got it. Just take a little nap. (laughs) Did you nap? (laughs) No, I wish. I wish. I should think of that because sometimes I feel guilty when I'm falling asleep, like in my holy hour or something. Mm. But he's doing something while I'm rested. Oh, yeah. He's doing open heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just snoozing. That's so funny. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Yeah. When we were praying together with Nell, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. I had this real sense that the saints were close at hand. And they wanted to be interceding. They wanted to be almost like a second tier volunteer team. And so in prayer together, we were just kind of assigning saints to different roles. Like I have chills just thinking about it. They were so near and so ready to help. And toward the end of that kind of time of asking for their intercession, I remembered St. Therese. And I didn't have a big job for her. There wasn't like an obvious thing. And so when I prayed, I just said, St. Therese, if you would tend to the little things this weekend. And it's just funny because that phrase, little things, has been so significant to me this year. Making these greater changes in my life, I've just talked to myself and talked to the Lord about the importance of just doing little things. They might be big ideas, they might be big changes, but they happen in the little things. And I had conversations with friends who would share these little moments with me on the retreat They weren't mind-blowing. They weren't flashy by any means, but they were obviously supernatural. They were so obviously the little flower arranging things to make them so special for that soul. And I think, even when I think about my prayer, which I know will unfold over the next however many retreats, the Lord only gave me one word. I want to restore your heart. Mm. That's it. And that's enough to fuel like a year's worth of prayer with this retreat. So I think sometimes we're tempted to think we have to lean in to do this like big thing. Mm. But it's just a little thing. We just need to hear from the Lord in like a little way. We just need a, a little word, but then to stay with him in it. Well, we've talked before about just being consumers, I think, so often in prayer. Mm. 
Guilty. Yeah, like we need the next thing to get us through the day, minute, hour. Yeah. (laughs) And if we always just come back to our anchor, whatever that is. I've been talking to a friend about that recently, that when I look back on my prayer journal, or even when I approach prayer now, the Lord is usually saying the same thing. Totally. Maybe in a little different way, but it's like I want new, fresh revelation all the time. And he just is constantly deepening the graces he's already given. Mm -hmm. It's like he's digging a well. I love that. I mean, the retreat was incredible and heart transforming for me. Mm. But I think the coolest part is we would eventually have gotten there in our prayer time together. Yeah. Like you don't have to wait for this retreat or this event or this conference or this magnificent time of prayer, Mm -hmm. it's available to you right now. The thing I was praying about all weekend on retreat is something the Lord said to me before the retreat even started. Anytime we spend time with the Lord, particularly in His Eucharistic presence, He has something to say. It might be something new. It might be something deeper. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was listening to this conversation and thinking to themselves, I wonder what the Lord wants to restore. And God would just put something on their heart. And I want you to trust that, that the Lord will take whatever we give him. So if we just even think about it, if we just even open our minds to the possibility of being restored, the Lord wants to whisper hope and a promise into that space. Yeah. And it's his promise to do it. Right. It's all over scripture. So he's going to do it, but we do have to be open. We have to believe he'll do it right now, too, not just at the Restore Retreat in Denver. (laughs) Or St. Louis. Or Nashville. Or D.C. Or Tampa. Tampa. (laughs) Houston. Guys, those are not in order. No. Go to the website, blessedisshe.net slash retreat to find out more. And Beth will see you there. Yeah. Guys, I need you to come because I'm just going to be so sad without Jenna there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's pray. Could you lead us? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you come into this room, into this moment, into this car, wherever we are, Lord, and would you speak hope, healing, restoration into our hearts? God, we give you permission to restore everything. We give you permission to come into those places, God, where um, before they may have been uh, guarded or, or too tender. But Jesus, we trust in you. You're a good doctor. You're uh, kind and you're tender, Lord. And we open ourselves up to, to show you everything and to let you have everything. So would you speak a word to each one of our hearts. Thank you for the restoration that you've begun, God. And thank you in advance for the restoration that you're going to complete. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beth. Jenna, thank you for being so led by the Spirit Mm. as to want to record this podcast when we had a totally different one planned (laughs) for today. You are welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. 
Connect with us at blessedishy.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.